So that was the uh, Gadcast house band with that wonderful song there. Um, we are. What's the name of the song? Um, the name of the song is Gadcast. So uh, this is our first episode of Gadcast. We are here to um, tell you about Gadcast and um, also, uh, you know, have some fun. So um, Adam, um, hi. What do you have to say about Gadcast? My name is Adam Harmless, and this is the Gadcast. And it's really hard to explain what this is on the thing that it is. <laughs> is that right? Hopefully it'll be like self-explanatory as yes. time goes on. Yes, this is, this is a, a podcast where we talk about GAD. But we're probably going to have to tell you what GAD is. So what is GAD, Adam? I don't know. <laughs> it's become this um, <laughs> big um, kind of like a thing that's it is like a thing. growing. It's like an yeah. organism. It's stored as a zine, right? Yeah. So, so GAD is a old school homemade photocopied black and white zine we cover bands and artists and writers and basically anybody who's independent and creative it we're local and semi-local but we cover just whatever the hell we like that's awesome like local diy art scene all around indeed so cool cool uh very we're very Huntsville focused as of late. That seems like the scene that's adopted us, even though we're GAD. Huntsville has a very, very good area for uh, music and as far as like camaraderie within the scene, I've noticed. Um, yeah, from my time at the Copper Top. But um, yeah, um, awesome. So, um, so good night. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It's 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Yeah. Well, um, yes. Yeah, so uh, you guys are in a band together. Uh, this is Andy. Andy, yes. say hey. You have Hi. to talk. Hi, Andy. You. All right. Um, that was Andy. That was Andy. Andy, what do you do in Tiger Hellicide? I play guitar and I do some backup vocals. <clears throat> cool, cool. Adam, what do you do in Tiger Hellicide? I sort of play some guitar and I do vocals. Cool, cool. Um, well, uh, you guys have a new EP out, if I'm correct. That um, is true. I listened to it yesterday. It was pretty amazing. Um, covers everything from um, jerking off to dogs killing people with axes. Yes. Um, and uh, Zodiac Killer. I want to talk about that song. Okay. Um, so, what do you have to say about that song? Well, the song has some very simple, very stupid lyrics, <laughs> which sounds like a lot of our songs. But... I had this thought about what if the Zodiac Killer was done in by a bit of bad karma. Okay. And it was, it's, a, it's a shitty, stupid idea. It was. But the idea is, oh yeah, we cuss on this. I said shitty. So, but the, <laughs> but the, the idea was, I was trying to think of different ways he could, could have died. So, you know, did he die from cancer? See, the Zodiac sign, cancer. Was he hit by a Ford Taurus? See? No right, way. See, that's nice. But then, get this, I ran out of stuff. <laughs> so then I was like, uh, okay, what else do I know about Zodiac stuff from that might be like from that era? Yeah. And know. a little bit later into it, I was like, not, not too long after a lot of his killings and stuff, when we start getting into Reagan coming into office, and Reagan was all about his astrologer. So that's why I suggest that Reagan's astrologer may have taken him out. Reagan was into astrology? Hell yeah, he was. What? Yeah. Just like every like person on Tumblr or yeah. Facebook? No, he, um, he, he really had like an astrologer that he, he spoke wow. to. Yeah. Um, so. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I just assumed that the song is about Ted Cruz. Um, so I really <laughs> need to go reevaluate the yeah. lyrics now. Well, that's... I, it. There is a reference, but, but it's hidden. Cool, cool. Yeah, I just, the whole song, I imagined, uh, like, Jake Gyllenhaal <coughs> trying to, like, stop Ted Cruz or something. But, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, Ted Cruz is the Zodiac Killer, but I don't want to, I didn't want to just totally take their bumper sticker t-shirt idea, even mm-hmm. though I, I bought it, I bought all that stuff, because I liked that their money was going to things I believed in and agreed with, and I thought that was neat. And I also like making Ted Cruz mad. That seems like fun. It's also hilarious. And, you know, I did think it was very um, funny that he tried to get in on the joke by tweeting that cipher. Yeah. But, like, no, the joke's not going to no, stop. No. And if you know you're a part of it, it's just going like, to get worse. It's just going to, you're the Zodiac killer. Yeah. Like, it's not a good thing for you. No. Um, but, um. Now, we were concerned because uh, just through a series of mishaps, this recording took us uh, about a year to get finished 
and there have been a lot of items in the news saying that they're they think they may be figuring out who the Zodiac Killer is, and they think they're probably going to figure it out pretty soon. And they always say that every few years. They always think yes. like, "We know who did it." There's going to be a new book coming out, but there's some real talk about doing DNA testing because there's talk about the uh, ah, what was the name of that killer? They had they had different. He was they thought it was multiple, multiple murderers, killers. but yeah. it was uh, Patton Oswalt's. Uh, oh, the one that she was obsessed with. Yeah. Uh, was it Evil Genius that they did the documentary? Yeah, so yeah, they. She wrote the book. She yeah, she wrote, wrote the, the book. book. She was right. She was writing the book when she died, mm-hmm. and they finished it. But yeah. uh, but she, but they were talking about how they could probably they they're going to try the same thing with the Zodiac Killer. So I had this fear in my head that they're going to solve this mystery before we get the song out. And they're going to figure out. They're going to figure out that, that my song the that you're the Zodiac. Killer. They will. They might. It's Ted Cruz. But they're going to figure out that I'm Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. Yes, this Adam whole time. Adam rips off a mask. Yeah. Ted Cruz behind it. Um, that's pretty awesome, actually. Um, that uh, Ted Cruz? Um, no, no. The, no. The, 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 okay. Yeah, the, the whole aspect behind the song, the whole general um, uh, just uh, like concept of it, and the fact that I now know that Reagan was into astrology, which blows my mind. kind of reminds me of like Nixon with his mm-hmm. jelly beans. No, that was that was Reagan with the jelly beans. That was Reagan too. Mm-hmm. Reagan was into jelly beans and astrology. Reagan, and like Reagan had the jelly, jelly beans on his on his desk. So that's where the yeah. uh, the the early classic um, punk rock compilation "Let Them Eat Jelly Beans" came from. Holy! The God. old alternative tentacles. I'm like learning stuff here. Um, okay, and like you know, there's popular theories that he he went like senile towards the end of his presidency. Mm-hmm. Um, he had Alzheimer's. He did? Yeah. Okay, cool. He was diagnosed with it. I mean, not cool. That's terrible. It runs in my family. It's horrible. Um, but, um, wow. Okay. Well, a lot could of be Reagan worse. Here. It could be Reaganism. Yes, <laughs> it very, very well could be. So so far, I haven't caught it. Um, but uh, they will te- catch Ted Cruz. They will. They will. Um, it's a matter of time. would have gotten away with it if it weren't for us meddling. Oh, zoinks. You guys have another axe, a sequel to the axe murder. Um, w- yes. Wh- what is it? Is like so the first. It's the third in the trilogy, actually. Our our first song was axe murderer. That was uh, that appeared on actually our. It was like the B side to our first single, uh, and then it appeared on our first album, another version of axe murderer, and then when we recorded our second album, which would be the the appearance of of Andrew in our in our band. Uh, we did Axe Murderer 2, which is Axe Murderer 2, Axe Murderer Er. Yeah. yeah. And so. What's the chorus to that one? The chorus to Axe Murderer was definitely yeah, just no, Axe this, Murderer, right? Yeah, Axe Murderer 2 is recapitate, recapitate, recapitate. Recapitate? So, yeah, so you recapitate would be putting the head back on. Because oh. we have to, it has to be a sequel. So the song is the guy just puts the head back on and then tries to. Basically, it's ripping off Weekend at Bernie's. Yes. Because the lyrics are like can't take you to the prom, I can't take you to the mom, I can't take you to the store, you get stuck in the door. I'm going to chop you up some more. Yeah, so, that's it. So it just, he ends up chopping up the body again. At the wow. end of it. So that's all, that's all it was. It's a stupid song. The original Axe Murderer was a stupid song. It was, literally, we needed a B-side. We had a song called Romero and Juliet. Yeah, I remember our that. Tribute, our tribute to, to George A. Romero. Of course, that was before he died, so... Hopefully he got to hear it, but I don't think he did. Yeah, yeah. So it's a shame. Hopefully. It's a shame. He might still be here if you he heard. At least listening to it right now. But but we needed a B side, and we were gonna we covered we covered uh, Misfits, Teenagers from Mars. I, I changed I well. changed the line to Alabama instead of Arizona. I didn't play <laughs> I didn't play any instruments on there because I literally couldn't even play the guitar to to that. That's how that's how awful I am. So uh, that's cool. I didn't catch the Alabama reference. Yeah. So uh, but the Casey Ponder, who at that time was the only other member of the band, because the mm-hmm. other two original members hightailed it on us. They were like, we're out of here. Actually, they just stopped talking to me. Yeah, Casey's a great drummer. Yeah. Really so Casey was like, well, surely you got a song about an axe murderer or something. And I was just like, <laughs> okay. So 20 minutes later, I had a song about an axe murderer for him. So it, it's stream of consciousness stupidity. I mean, yes. I hate to keep calling my stuff, my stuff that I've done stupid, but it, it is like chop off your head and I leave you for dead but you're already there so I grab your hair and I lick your neck <laughs> so see yeah. that's 
Yeah, but the chorus is so sing-alongable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, but it really is like it doesn't make sense. Chop off your head and I'll leave you for dead, but you're already there, so I grab your hair. See, it's just because I was trying to make up rhymes, and I was like, chop off your head and I'll leave you for dead. Well, if you leave somebody, if you chop off their head, they're already dead. You don't leave them for dead. No. So that's where that went to. So each song has somehow managed to get dumber (laughs) than than the original. So the yeah, the original. I love the chorus because um, it is fun to be in a crowd screaming axe murder over and over again, (laughs) especially with like you know Jacob Reagan like flying under Mm. like record uh, shelving and stuff like that, and like flailing about and dancing and stuff and running into people. That was fun. Um, And now you guys have a third part to the trilogy. Yes, Um, it's. Uh, Axe Murderer 3 with the last E in Murderer replaced with a 3 because I hate that. And I want to make sure I hate this song. And, and it's Look Who's Axe Murdering Now. Yes, uh, I thought that song was genius and it was a lot of fun. And if you can make me laugh the first time I hear a song, then that's uh, pretty impressive. So. Thank you, that's high praise. So. And what's that song about? <laughs> it is about an axe terrier. It is about a, a dog killing people with an axe. Okay, so it's not uh, like part axe, part dog. It's definitely a dog it's with a, an it's, axe. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, got gone from the pound. I guess it could be. I guess I don't. I'm not very specific in it. <laughs> yes. So yeah, it's. Um, I, I like to picture the dog's yeah. like, face, you know, yeah. as he's like um, axe murdering. Yeah. It's pretty. It's a pretty impossible thing a dog murdering somebody with an axe. So I think that in a way makes it scarier. Because yes. you're trying to think, how the hell would he do it? Mm-hmm. Especially if it's a terrier. I don't know. It makes me want to uh, write a script and start filming for sure. Yes. <laughs> but, We're um, definitely going to make the Axe Murderer film trilogy yes. as well. And we, so. we are, we are, uh, we've already started on the Axe Murderer songbook. Oh. And see, here's the other thing. It's, this is probably something we should have mentioned. is All the different versions of Axe Murderer have almost exactly the same music. The only reason why they sound different is because we have different band members playing them. Oh wow! But, but otherwise, the music's just about the same. We just literally changed the lyrics. That's why. That's why we can't do the sequels live very much. Is because I just blend all the lyrics together. I get. I get. I'm like, where did I leave off? <laughs> so, but we've already uh, begun a axe murderer songbook that has multiple, multiple sequels, and all of us are writing lyrics to that. And you can just add them to it, and we'll probably record more versions of it. Some people love that stuff. Some people are like, why are you still doing this? Dude, well, okay, You're I love better it. than this. Because, why are you doing it? You know? I mean, the campy, cheesy horror stuff like lopping off people's heads and then putting them back on and then a dog lopping off people's heads. I mean, that's all just a yeah. lot of fun to me. You guys have a song called Jerking Off on the EP as well? Is yes. That, is that, is that, that's, that's true. true. Right? Yeah. That is true. That song is pretty entertaining. Um, what's that song about? That song um, is... About jerking off. Yep. <laughs> okay, well, it it is also about time wasting. It's about people wasting your time with stuff. It could it could be used to apply to people who goof off on the guitar and like like show offs on there, and they have to play all these different little intricate things or whatever. Like Ingve Malmsteen yeah. types. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you see us playing playing live, uh, you'll see our hands going up and down the neck of the guitar. It's very. It's also. It's got the the visual. Yeah, the guitar is the guitar is very phallic. Cool. Or playing, so there is some there is some neck jerking, yes. and not not on us. That's okay. So well, now I have to see, see that that's yeah. um, you know a reason to go see them live. So yes, to watch them. us jerk off guitars. Yeah, to a song called Jerking Off. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yes, uh, that's pretty awesome. And the whole wasting time thing, um, totally good with that. Kind of reminds me of Waiting Room, Gazi. Um, or wasting people's time with this podcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh well uh are there any other songs on the EP? Mm, we cover uh Fuck This Job by the Boneyard Mafia because if you buy it physically it's a split album. Yeah, so that wasn't you guys that um yeah. that wrote yeah. that song. That was yeah, a cover that's, from that's they, they cover one of our songs too. They cover Dino Rider. Oh, they cover Dino Rider. Yeah. That's awesome. I want to hear that. Um yeah. cool, cool. Um, well, yeah, uh, "Fuck This Job" is an awesome song. It is. I feel like I feel like "Fuck This Job" is uh, kind of in a, a like um, an American working class anthem. Well, I mean that's in how a way. That's how I feel. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's how Stone Cold Steve Austin became so popular is because yeah. he like drank beer and beat up his boss all yeah. the time. I mean that's, that's literally it. like the way to yeah. get this American you know yeah. spirit. 
So I, that's that's why that one's always stuck out to me. It's not a very good representation of the of a lot of the other songs that the Boneyard Mafia does because they're more of a like a joke grindcore mm-hmm. band, which is if I, most grindcore bands are kind of jokey. I don't mean that in an offensive way. They mm-hmm. usually have a lot of humor to them. That's the idea. Yes, yeah, usually true. offensive humor. So that's not very representative, but I, I I can't help it. Like we've put out two different uh, Gadzine compilations. One was mm-hmm. one on well, we put out two digital ones and one physical one, and one of the digital ones had their version of "Fuck This Job," and our physical one has "Fuck This Job" on it. Awesome. And it's just I feel like it's such a good song. I keep putting on everything. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it reminds me of uh, was it uh, "Die Today" by Off with Their Heads. Um, <laughs> yeah. Really hating your job, yeah. But um, that's awesome. So that's uh, that's basically the whole new EP, isn't it? Well, and there's uh, keeping your ass is a gateway drug. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I was trying to forget that one. Great fucking yeah. song. Yeah, um, I love that song. Oh, so, it started uh, out. Um, we were they were just kind of messing around on the album. It was going to be like a really fast song, and uh, then when we were recording it, they like slowed it down, and um, they really liked um, the way that that sounded. Yeah, it made it made it something different because before it was really fast that's why it doesn't have very many lyrics because it really was supposed to be just you know like just I mean probably would have been the fastest song on there it would have been the shortest fast song on there instead we slowed it down and made it the longest song on there and it's uh, it, the lyrics are co-written by Colby Lee that was the band's original singer he's not on any of our well he is on backup vocals on one recording um, Jack Bauer on LSD he oh, he, really? he he yells LSD on the last LSD That's of that awesome. song. But he was the original singer of Tiger Hellicide, and all the very original members of Tiger Hellicide, even though they're not on any of the recordings. Well, uh, Casey is Casey Ponder. He was on the uh, the first album and a lot of early recordings. But uh, all of them had a lot to do with kind of the direction the band would go in, like the concepts of how things go. And then we've evolved since then with everybody else who comes in. Everybody adds something different and mm-hmm. makes it better. That way it's never boring. You know, you still have my stupid voice on there screwing things up, my bad guitar most of the time. But uh, Colby, uh, he, he co-wrote a couple songs on the first album with me. And uh, he co-wrote uh, Rock and Roll Commando. And he co-wrote uh, "Rock and Roll Commando" is one of my favorites. Like, um, has a whole different conversation yeah. than where we're headed. We can but, talk about the song yeah. in a second. But he he co-wrote "Rock and Roll Commando" and he co-wrote uh, "Clouded Moon" on the first album. That's the last song on the first album. And both of those, it's funny because both of those are like the longest songs with the most stuff going on in them. So you'd probably think that he had anything that he had something to do with that. That's not. It's just coincidence that I maybe maybe we had more lyrics, so it made them longer. So he helped me write lyrics. But anyway, for uh kicking your ass is a gateway drug I literally there's th- stupid things I would say dumb things he'd say and we wrote, I wrote them down like I secretly wrote down what he said I put it in a song and then I told him like hey you co-wrote a song so he didn't actually help write the song but they're his words I that, just told him you wrote a song that's pretty awesome um, what, what uh, how long ago was that that you, guys, that you wrote the song he I kept the lyric, I kept the words of what he said from. I mean, this could be like eight, nine years ago. So how did it get pulled back from the the shuffle and it's his... it's always in my head because uh, cool. he 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 said we were we were describing a fight and he said uh, why does why does your face keep hitting my fist and then <laughs> and then another time he said your face doesn't need to be a face anymore <laughs> so those he he he's good for. <laughs> for for intellectual witticisms like that definitely definitely yeah um that's awesome cool well um you guys have that the ep and the split um are most of the songs are on the ep on the split is that like yeah so it's the same thing. it's it's exactly the same the, the ep is on is the online version of the split okay cool so the ep what, what it is is we uh the split is us with boneyard mafia and then the EP online is without the Boneyard Mafia because cool, cool. it's it'd be a lot harder for us to be trying to share their stuff and promote their stuff and definitely that kind of thing. So it'd just be easier just to focus on our things because people want to hear the new songs, but they may not. Nobody ever wants to buy. Nobody likes to buy physical stuff anymore. Yeah, it's it's weird like that. Yeah. Um, yeah people just don't. Um, just strange because like uh, 
people don't really buy digital music either. No, <laughs> but I want to covet it all. I yeah. want it all. So that's, but I mean, it, plenty of people like to buy physical stuff and a lot of it is you just have to motivate them to do it. And that's, mm. that's it. I say, I say nobody buys it, but I mean, people will, Definitely. it's just a matter of, but really it's, it's, we're not doing, we're not doing this to make money anyway. I mean, mm-hmm. unless you want to pay us, then we'll, we will gladly accept money. And I mean, seriously, like, I literally don't have the skill to sell out, but if I could, I probably would. Yeah, send your uh, checks to your GADcast. Um, yeah, fund us. Um, yeah, please uh, do. <laughs> We're gonna start a Patreon. Let's do it. I mean, kickstart. I mean, all right, potato salad. Yes. But um, yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, um, other than that, um, are, do you are do you guys have any? Uh, any shows planned or anything anytime soon? Um, or are you going to? Uh, what's your next move? Do you know? Our own. Our only show that we actually have nailed down right now is uh, October twenty seventh. That's Gadfest three, and that's going to be tied in with the the Rocket City uh, punk rock flea market. Oh, and that's in it's Gad. That's, that's in Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah, it's Gadfest, but it's in Huntsville. yeah. Gadfest is always in Huntsville. That's what I was saying. Huntsville. Huntsville is our scene, and it's it really. We've talked about this before. I don't know if we've ever talked to you about this, but. Uh, Gadsden right now we don't have very many places to play so most of the bands from Gadsden their their city or their town is usually another town mm-hmm. and it gets really weird with, with Jacob our drummer you know Jacob Reagan yeah. is some of his bands are Huntsville bands and others of his bands are like Aniston bands or Jacksonville bands or whatever so it's like it's weird because he's just here Yes, but it's just his different bands are popular in different places. I think the term Jacob Reagan core for yes. like a whole like genre of music mm-hmm. is like hilarious and still fun because um, like if it's not Jacob playing drums, it's usually Matthew Harris, um, yeah. who's but, also in the band. <laughs> yes, he's also in Tiger Hamilton. What does Matthew do? In the he band he band? plays bass cool. and some drums. Awesome. He, he plays some drums sometimes because remember you were talking about Jacob like running around acting crazy with the bass well if we have him playing drums he can't do the, the, the bass ax, part so sometimes the they yeah, we don't kind of switch up uh, instruments yeah um, just so we can be ready for any kind of situation if somebody yeah. isn't able to show up for a show or band practice we yeah. can just swap, swap around I try, to, I try to picture it sort of like the uh, Junkions in Transformers the movie like you'd see them like they'd be like one guy riding a motorcycle and then they knock him off the motorcycle <laughs> and then he, the guy got knocked off the motorcycle would transform into a motorcycle and the other and the motorcycle that fell down would transform into a guy and start riding the other guy so they just swap up yeah see that was a lot cooler than my analogy I was gonna be like yeah it's like cross training in a fast food restaurant and that was way <laughs> fucking cooler <laughs> so like um, fuck well um, that's awesome um, so I'm I'm gonna have to actually go to this Gad Fest. What what was the date you said it was? October twenty seventh. Oh, cool. Twenty eighteen. October twenty seventh, twenty eighteen. Yes, folks. All right. And it's gonna be at Sidetracks Music Hall, which is that may be my favorite venue out there now. There's a lot of great stuff because they have a lot of they have a lot of big shows there. They also have like smaller ones, and it's just I don't know. Just the I like the people that work there. It's like just fun. Sweet, I'll have to check it out because the only place I've been to in Huntsville is uh, Copper Top, and I've of course loved every yeah. time that I've been there. Um, seeing Catchers like there was intense. Other than that, uh, any more Tiger Hellicide news? Uh, well, we're also kind of working on some acoustic stuff, and we have a planned acoustic album that we're working on right now. And it is not what you expect at all. Yeah, right. Everybody has their idea. First of all, everybody keeps making acoustic albums lately. And everybody's... There's just so many bands doing it. They're going acoustic. It's always been something that, that uh, pop-punk bands do when they can't find a drummer. Mm-hmm. They're like, my drummer quit, so now we're going acoustic and we're going to be pretend to be deeper. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, it happens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, um, I mean, it's okay, because you, know, you might have the time of your life. Yes. So might yeah. have already had his time. So, uh, but this is—I don't want to give away much, but I think you'll—I think people will be surprised who like Tiger Hellside or hate Tiger Hellside. People who've heard Tiger Hellside will be surprised with it. But I don't—I just don't think people 
are expecting the right thing from this. It's, mm-hmm. But it is something we're working hard on. It's something we really believe in. And we do have plans for, a, for a, I guess, a follow-up electric album. You know, like, a, I guess would be our proper third album, although I consider everything we put out that's full full length, you know, a proper full album. Yes, because it would be like seven, yes. maybe. But we have, we have new stuff we're working on with that. This was, uh, we're a little behind, but that just means that when we finally do put out all this stuff, you're going to be like, oh my God, they're putting out so much junk. And we <laughs> we are going to be uh, uh, covering an early Faith No More song, because I'm putting together a uh, Chuck Mosley tribute album. I told, I told you before oh, wow. he passed away yes. last year, and uh, I honestly think that Chuck Mosley was in the midst of a like renaissance period. Mm-hmm. His uh, his touring band, the Chuck Mosley Band, they were fantastic. They're like what uh, they're what so many little kind of quirky, goofy shoegaze bands what they think they're doing. But he had so much of his personality in there, and he worked that in with the acoustic stuff. And it was it was really significant to me. I really thought that was that was impressive. And he had uh, just recorded uh, with Primitive Race their second album, and it's everything, it, almost everything. I guess some people would want to hear a whole bunch of him singing "We Care a Lot" again, mm-hmm. but outside of that, it's what everybody who ever loved Chuck Mosley would have wanted, and it is just fantastic. So it's a shame that that happened, but that's how it goes, mm-hmm. you know. But I want to I want to make a. Uh, I'm making a compilation album, various artists tribute album, and uh, the the money will go to his his family. Oh wow! So that's cool. the that's the idea. So hopefully, hopefully people will find it in their hearts to at least buy this damn CD. <laughs> yes, this will be a CD to buy. But but we it's... have some we already have some great bands on there. Uh, Johnny B Morbid's going to be on it, and uh, we have a few locals. And Tiger Hellside's going to be on there. And uh, we're covering uh, Why Do You Bother, which was the last song on the first side of Faith the Moore's first album. Oh, cool. And it's, it's a crazy, a, intense, it's, it's a very heavy song. Chuck Mosley didn't actually write that one, but it was one of his favorites. Mm-hmm. And I know that from talking to him and reading other interviews with him. So, so I thought that would be good. So we're going to be doing that song. We have the acoustic album. We have our next full-length album. We are also uh, in the process of writing a book. Oh. So we have the Tiger uh, Hellside book. Is it book. a collective book, or is it like... It is. Everybody is contributing to this book. That's pretty awesome. And I was going to say, when we're writing a book, that sounds interesting. Yes, we're, we're writing a book, and this is not what you're expecting at all, either. If you're going to be surprised by the acoustic album, you're, you're going to be just... I'm not saying you're gonna like the book, but I'm saying you're gonna be surprised by it. Oh, it's like one of those goosebumps, like choose your path things. No, it's like, okay. although we might steal that idea. <laughs> but no, that's not what this is. But this is, uh, it's different. It's I don't want to give away much with that either. But it, it is special, and we will be releasing an audiobook version of that. Cool. Also, and we're uh, we're getting uh, Jared Beavers to record that. He has Dude, a great Jared voice. Is a great voice actor. That's what I'm saying. So um, he. I want I want more people to hear him yeah. opening his mouth anyway. Yeah, check out uh, check out his uh, Edgar Allan Poe on YouTube. Um, also, uh, Funimation hire that dude. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but uh, yeah, um, yeah, I didn't want you guys to like show all your cards or anything for the future. But um, <laughs> if there is anything else you guys want to talk about, Hellside wise, um, feel free to or just jump yeah. in a little bit um, later. No, I mean I'll go back with the the Gad stuff. I really I really want a lot of people to show up to this Gad Fest. I think that's it's a great time for everybody to get together. And I think Punk Rock Flea Market seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. I have not been able to make it to any of these. Is it going to be on a weekday or weekend? it's on a Friday? On a Friday, that's good yes. news. All right, cool. Yes. Um, I will. Okay, I'll yeah. be able to make so it. So it's, and I mean it's it's going to be great. Uh, uh, Selena uh, Brilla has been. Uh, putting these together and she is just fantastic at booking shows mm-hmm. anyway and every we've had two gad fests and each in each one of these has been a completely different experience but mm-hmm. they've all been great definitely and it, it does help uh, maybe i should say why the hell we're doing the gad fest the gad fest helps pay for the zine cool so we get the, all the money made at the gad fest goes to fund the zine it doesn't go to like pay me to do anything what mm-hmm. it does it goes to pay for paper and ink and mailing out zines to people, mm-hmm. and that's 
that's really it. But that that adds up because the zine is free. Gadzine is free. It so we, is. And where are these Gadzines available? I know um, locally at Cosmic Debris, yes. which, by the way, everyone shop there, everyone buy records. Come yeah, on. go there. Uh, we actually have a list of other places that I'm going to be mailing them to, uh, several places around Huntsville. Of course, you're bound to end up finding them at Copper Top and Side Tracks and basically any place that's cool and in the Huntsville area, they're going to be showing up at a bunch of other places. I haven't mailed out a lot this week. I actually saved up a bunch for the for a big show, and then I gave away another big pile on them. So I'm actually supposed to mail out some more this week to a whole lot of folks. Fantastic. Uh, yeah, if you haven't picked up a Gadzine yet, yes. print is not dead. It's a lot of fun to read and um, always entertaining, and it's always cool. And it's why we have this podcast. Yes, it is why we have this podcast. <laughs> it's always cool to check out what's going on in the local music scene. I mean... Um, I think uh, the first issue I ever picked up, like, I was just cracking up the whole time, you know, I was reading it, because, um, like, bands in Alabama, especially punk bands, tend to have um, very, very uh, offensively hilarious names, so I think Clip Boners was the Clip Boner was in the, in the first issue. First issue that I... Yeah, I believe uh, they were in the first issue. That was a, the first uh, issue I picked yeah. up. And, Clip Boner. Um, uh, we had... Clip Boner, Boneyard Mafia was in there, uh, Rush Punk was in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good um, times. Yeah. That was, uh, yeah, it was fun, playing guitar. Yeah. That was when I was drinking a lot of coffee and was, like, <laughs> obsessed with Henry Rollins and the Descendants. But, um, yeah. See, yeah. that's kind of that's fun. One thing I like about it, and that first issue really had a lot of that because nobody was expecting it to be coming out. And uh, that kind of goes along with this podcast and why, why we're talking so much about shit that we're doing it's not because I don't have some kind of big ego like I want to show all this great stuff mm. I'm a part of most of it wouldn't be happening if there wasn't other people helping me with it yes. but um, I want people to know that people are doing stuff people are doing things things are happening like they cause that when I first set, talked about doing the zine there was all these people like talking about like, yay that'd be fun but they almost act, acted like we were ha sharing a fantasy like, wouldn't it be nice if we were rich and we lived in a big mansion and we could have a skate park in the mansion? And it's like, no, that's not what this is. It's like, we really can make a zine. Like, it's not that impossible to do. No, it was, uh, it was actually mind-blowing to me because, like, we walked into um, what was the venue at the time. I think that the, uh, the Hayes sisters were running it, um, and uh, they, it was, they were doing a great job. But I'm pretty sure it was one of the first shows there. And they're like, hey, there's a local zine here. And yeah. I don't even know if I'd met you or not yet. Probably not. And, um, like, uh, my friend's, like, flipping through it, uh, Cody Jackson, and he just, like, happens to, like, look down and see our band in the zine. And we're like, how does he even know that we have a band? <laughs> and how is our logo in here? Like, you know, it's, like, blew our mind. And it stoked us up so much more, you know. Yeah, and that's like, kind of, that's what we, I appreciate that. And that's what, I'm glad that that happened because I wanted a lot of this is about encouragement. I, I I still have fun like finding local bands, reviewing them. Now, obviously, if you want us to review, you send us your stuff. And uh, I guess I give an address sometime, but that's boring to say right now. But anyway. Yes, <laughs> but, uh, we can plug all that at the yeah, end if exactly. you want. Um, but, but you can, I mean, you can send us your stuff and we'll review it. But I also mm -hmm. like, I do have fun on my own finding bands, reviewing them and putting them in there. And lots of times they don't know that they've been reviewed and they just see an issue and they just find out they're in there and they, that <laughs> makes them happy. And it's, and it's cause people appreciate recognition. Cause a lot of these people are not doing this recognition. That's what's mm -hmm. great is they're, they're doing it just, just to do something. Yeah. They, they want to do it. They have to do it. I mean, I guess I have to do it. There's no logical reason for me to do the band. Do Tiger Hellicide. Nobody was asking for Tiger Hellicide. <laughs> Nobody ever asked for Tiger Hellicide. Well, it's but always, yeah. I have to do it. It's always like, in my opinion, if you feel like you should create, you should create. And if you have the ability to create, then you need to be creating. Because, um, like, more often in my life, I'm not doing something creative. And I always feel like there's a hole inside of me when I'm not doing it. And I don't know. Exactly. I really, uh, think it's important. Um, and uh, so yeah, like seeing your name, like your band's name, written in a zine, you know, and it's just like this is in writing, motherfucker. Like we're this is real shit now. Like it's, it's, <laughs> it's nice. It's nice to get recognition. It really you know? is. It really is. And that that's that's I don't I don't go looking for it, but when I get it, I really appreciate it. So if I can do that for other people, 
then I'm all about that. Definitely. That's the thing. So, and it's great to see. There's so much great music going on. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Pell City in the 90s, and I knew there was bands in Birmingham. I knew there was a punk scene there. I never really went out there because I was kind of weird. Just art kids stayed at home most of the time. Mm-hmm. My friends went out there and stuff. But I had no clue of what else was going on. Like, I knew about the bands because I'd seen videos of them playing and stuff. But uh, if you live in or around Birmingham, and it's not not like as bad as it was before, but it used to be because you almost think of Birmingham as the only civilization in Alabama. Yes, like, it's the closest thing to a city. That's exactly how you see it. I was like, it's the oasis yeah. of Alabama. And so, like, you're not, it's not necessarily that anymore. No, and I didn't realize it, but I didn't, I didn't realize how much was going on. Like, there was... All, there was a thriving scene in Huntsville, mm-hmm. and I and honestly I didn't realize how thriving the scene in Birmingham was. I really didn't know. I only I knew about a few bands, but I didn't know how much was going on, and I didn't realize how much was going on everywhere else. There there was a scene in Gadsden yes. back in the day. There was a scene. There's there's been several scenes in Gadsden, but there was a scene in in Anniston. I found that out like within a couple of years after. Well, probably right at the end of high school, you know, I met Rapid Randy and his brother Brian and, and, and their bunch. At the time, they were in a Board of Education, spelled B-O-R-E-D. Uh, and then later, genius. Yeah, and then later on, they were in, you know, Nicotines and NC-17, a mm-hmm. bunch of stuff. And, uh, and I, I still love those guys. Those are some of the best musicians I've ever met. They should just be writing, I don't know, like beautiful underground pop songs for everybody all the time. But they... Uh, but I, I was meeting all these people, but I had no clue how much was going on. And like, mm-hmm. even when we first started the band, we had no idea what was happening anywhere else. So I started. It's funny that the zine owes a lot to the internet, which you think the internet would be what killed the zine. Mm-hmm. But I started seeing more stuff, and I started meeting more people. We started playing shows in Huntsville, started playing shows in other places, and finding out. And we found out like how how deep, how much deeper the Birmingham scene was and had always been and we found out how much was going on in Huntsville how much was going on in like like so many bands from just Gunnersville and just mm. everywhere and uh, of course you know Montgomery and uh, I've always had a hard time getting information about bands from Montgomery but now we're starting to go a bit more the uh, amusements are from Montgomery was Shut Up Travis from Montgomery um, um, they were a ska band I just but, know that. but the, the amusements yeah. are amazing you should check them out they're really really good but uh, anyway, they uh, I know like Creep List was from was from Montgomery. Cool, I liked them. I they, don't know much about the Montgomery scene. So but that's now what I'm, I'm saying. Curious. So we're but, missing out on all that stuff, yeah. and I hate that that we didn't have. It. So that's where the zines coming in. I'm 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 trying to bridge this gap and get other people to find out what's going on here. Because one of the things that stood in my way of being creative when I was a teenager was I didn't think it was ever going to go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. I'd try to get together with my friends, and I did have a crappy band back in the day. But we we didn't know where to go. We didn't know that there was an audience. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that there was other like-minded people around. And that did hold us back, you know. And it's not it's 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 important to be an individual, but it's nice to know that you're not an island. Definitely. Um yeah, it was uh, it was really cool um, coming to Gadsden for the first time. Uh, first time I ever went to a local show was uh, that was uh, when Brad Norris was running the um, let's see uh, this place downtown, um, and it was a battle of bands. Um, the first band I walked in on was the Rikers, so it was like you know Morgan Minton up there just like you know killing it, Ramon style, and. Um, yeah, uh, I got to stay there all day, and then uh, I think Robbie Faulkner had a battle of bands at his house. Got to see even more bands, stuff like that. Um, Adam Brooks' band played; um, they were fantastic. Um, my friend's band from high school, Cavalier, played um, that show. It was great. Um, but uh, yeah, it's 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 nice to know, you know, that you're not alone. You know, trying to do something like by yourself as far as music goes. Um, see that there were more punk bands, more hardcore bands, you know, more emo bands, uh, was very nice. Um, and especially with the Montgomery scene, if you're a band from Montgomery, reach out to us, because we need to know more about you guys. Yes. You are uh, alien to us, and yes. we would like to know more about your scene. <laughs> What's really helped the zine a lot is the amount of creativity. And it's not just like, 
first the first punk bands I ever saw and the first ones I ever heard about in Alabama were and I don't want to take away from their importance because they were still people having fun and in the, in back in the day in the 80s and the 90s and I say this from my own personal perspective as bad as somebody might be to you nowadays for your hair sticking up or something they'd be pretty horrible with you back in the day mm-hmm. and so these people they were still in the trying to have fun they would they really had to put up with a lot but I felt like a lot of the bands that I had seen before the ones and it's just luck of the draw the ones that I had seen were kind of wanting to be other bands they were trying too hard to be to copy a band they liked this is their favorite band Mm -hmm. now one thing I didn't realize was a lot of these were like kids and Mm -hmm. they may have had a band that copied another band or something but then they usually went on to some other greater band that was more creative I've noticed that like uh, because you're a lot of bands' influences will be very apparent in their first projects, and then mm-hmm. they'll move on. But then there's a lot of bands whose first records are just they nail it, yeah. you know, like absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm really impressed to see just how how creative of bands we have. There's a whole lot of it's nice to see so many individuals, and that's mm-hmm. not just bands; that's artists in general, writers and stuff. Like I've I review I reviewed a few books. Uh, Selena's reviewed uh, a book or two. It's it's strange that, like I, I read Alabama Sharp's book, and Alabama Sharp, he was the singer of the Knockabouts, which is like one of the most important early bands in Alabama. Oh, wow! Straight up early punk rock band. You should definitely check them out. I definitely and, will. Uh, but he's in he's in the Go Go Killers, which is a fantastic band now that you should definitely check out. They opened up for Cancer Slug. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when I saw them. Yeah, at Copper Top, they're amazing. Yeah, so. Uh, but he had written a book and it's a collection of his stories through the years he's written and some of his crazy doodly art and it's like just madman scribble the art is but there's some there's depth to it like when you look at it you start going, oh. and as you, as you read read the stories you go wait a minute like the, this kind of goes with it and like I'm getting more out of this but the uh, the book is so well written and you you wouldn't think that like I uh, I, I reviewed uh, Brad Norris's book. He had a book that he had written. Oh, I didn't know Brad had written a book. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. So I read that, and it was fantastic. I won't say it was a collection of poetry, and it was uh, man. What if it's not? I'm gonna sound like an ass. Um, I'm like I'm like I'm like I think it was a collection of poetry, and he's like well, it was my diary, you jerk. Either way, it was amazing. So, so it, it was yeah. so amazing. That I, anyway, I read a lot. I forget things. So I haven't, I haven't had to, out of the things I've been reading, none of it's been bad, and it's like I've been like, wow, this is good. Mm-hmm. And our zine is pretty positive. Most of the stuff and most of the reviews in our zine are positive. That doesn't mean that we make up positive reviews. It means that you're being reviewed in there because we think you're good. That's that's fantastic because so, um, yeah, there there's so many. I mean, as hilarious as some of the reviews are, and I always appreciate when. Um, my stuff gets, you know, reviewed, um, yeah, like terribly, <laughs> like, you know, especially if it's it's a well uh, constructed insult towards the band. Um, but uh, it is nice to see positivity out there, and I think the positivity is conducive to creativity and to community and to like the the whole thing wrapped together. You know, it's just everyone stay stoked. Let's keep each other stoked, and then think more things will happen and. And I want to I want to stress this. We we talking about positivity, but that that really makes it sound like we're a bunch of guys in sweats and we're just really like <laughs> shouting each other on and where and it's not like that. It really is like this. We're we still like some pretty nasty, messy, noisy punk rock and and grimy metal and mm-hmm. and weird ska and we, we like everything crazy and stupid yes. and ridiculous and over the top and stuff so it's not like we're just only into like oh shit that'd be our uh intro song but like just shouting like <laughs> yes. shout, shouting one word to show camaraderie or something you know we're not just yeah. it's not just all that it's not all just like hardcore tropes or anything no no i mean we'll have to get with our house band about you know fixing that but um <laughs> Like <laughs> those guys, um, but I mean, no, I mean, like literally, like one of your songs is about a dog, um, you know, cutting people's heads off, you know. So, 
like as dogs are wont to do. Yes, I'm sure you know. Um, Just pit bulls. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you have to tell them every day they're they've been a good boy. Yeah. So you want to talk about Dammit Bobby? Yes, uh, let's sure. talk about Dammit Bobby. Let's Tell me about Dammit Bobby. All right. Um, okay, so Dammit Bobby was a band. Um, we uh, we practiced for like two years and played um, one and a half shows. Um, and what kind of music are you? Uh, ska punk, which is great because everyone or hates Or skunk ska. for short. Skunk, yeah. Everyone hates ska now. You know, it's, it's awesome. So but it's the perfect time to do it. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to just do it even harder. Um, uh, you Scott know, the hell out of that shit. Yeah, propaganda. You know, Scott sucks. Whatever. But um, damn it, Bobby is like a collision of the Andes and the Screaming Cocks. The Screaming Cocks was uh, Brandon and I, the bass player, who is very, very creative. He, he and I's band in high school, and um, of course we just picked the Screaming Cocks because we had this game where you would just yell at each other's penises in public and. Um, whoever yelled the loudest and last won the game, which the game never ended. Um, and that's where our name came from. But we just uh, we got inspired by uh, the Reagans, Reverend Skies, all those uh, punk bands in Gadsden and started up. Then um, Andy started his band, and um, we ended up forming Damn Body. And um, we ended up opening, thanks to James Robinson for booking the show, thanks to Hayden Stewart for having the venue. Um, we ended up opening for The Decline, which is one of my favorite bands from Australia. It was a fucking amazing. It was like one of the best nights of my life. You're wearing a Decline <laughs> shirt right now. <laughs> yes, I am wearing a Decline shirt right now uh, with Millhouse on the front, and I do have a Bart Simpson tattoo. I love those guys. Um, I can't say anything better. Um, uh, but um, yeah, they're amazing. Um, and right now, we've had officially one practice back as Damn It Bobby. Um, and uh, yeah, the Andes, they were a serious ska band too. Um, they have a record out on Spotify. Uh, yes. Uh, Tell us I, about your record. Right, so uh, this record, uh, had, uh, we'd been working on it um, years ago, back, uh, this it was six years ago, and uh, of course the Andes uh, broke up in uh, 2012. We were working on this album that uh, it was going to be called The Dead End. And uh, we're working on uh, <laughs> yeah, it. It was a dead end for sure. Uh, we we broke up during that time. Uh, we were still working on the album. I was able to kind of finish it up, and uh, never just I just never really like released it or anything. So, but here recently, I had um, I had some physical copies of the CD made, um, and I put the the album up on Spotify. So. Um, really excited about that and if anybody wants a uh, physical copy I have um, uh, a few of those um, that I might give out and um, of course it's available on Spotify as well. So. Definitely check out the Dead End uh, EP by the Andes on Spotify. Indian Casino is my favorite track. I just what? really like that song a lot. I think it's because we tried to play it as Dan Bobby. But um, I don't know, man. I it's feel, just catchy. I have weird feelings about that song. I feel like it might have been a little racist. I don't know. Um, well, you know, um, I didn't think about it that way. Um, yeah. What's your say, favorite track off I, the I, EP? I, probably Sea Bears. Sea Bears. I think I think my favorite is Poster Child. That's the one I put on the Poster on Child. the on the first Gad comp online. He he donated that for it. So some people probably heard that. A lot of people loved it. There were a lot of people asking about the Andes for a long, long time. Yes, um, they the sound quality of that EP is fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping um, Dan and Bobby comes back strong. So far, that one practice went very well. We have um, a song. Are you going to cover Sea Bears? Because uh, that, that was he. He said Sea Bears is favorite. Sea Bears was almost. Sea Bears. We we did work on yeah. that um, the other day. We we practiced that. Um, so it is a possibility. Yeah, we, we might. Bring that's C-Bears the one. That's back. the one that almost made the comp was Sea Bears. And Brandon um, has said that we do have a trombone player if we really get serious with this, which I already am. So um, we're probably at least gonna have a trombone player. Hey, if you play any sort of horned instrument and you are okay with the embarrassment of being in a ska band. <laughs> Come out and reach to us. Reach out yeah. to us. But uh, as of right now, we're coming back more as a, I guess, just kind of a punk band. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We're just gonna play whatever. 
Yeah, definitely. Um, Whatever we feel like. And uh, Andy and I have been toying around with doing a uh, like kind of punk rock karaoke band as well, a separate project, which is probably the only thing more annoying than ska punk. <laughs> so uh, look out for that as well. It's called That's My Purse. Yeah, it's called That's oh, My Purse. Cause, spin off. Yeah. Um, we only do bands in King of the Hill references now, so. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to do an industrial ska band, right? Industrial ska band. Yes. That'd be amazing. Ska um, industrial. Minis- is there a pun we can do with ministry in the name? Uh, uh-huh. uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know ministry was an industrial band until recently. Um, but, uh, all right. Well, no. Are they? Yeah, they are. Oh, okay. It's time you get out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how much I know about industrial music. All right. Um, well, it is, we are nearing the, uh, the uh, death rattle of the podcast. Um, so, are there any last thoughts from you, Andy? Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe and put on sunscreen. D- definitely. Um, SPF over 9,000. Uh, Adam, you have any final thoughts? Um, I hope you liked this, and I'm sorry the next one will be better. <laughs> I agree. Uh, I, we apologize for our. Um, Selves. and um, Gadfest is when? October 27th. October 27th. And we will be talking more about that. Huntsville will be talking more about that. Pick up Gadzine at Cosmic Debris. Go to Cosmic Debris and shop. This is Gadcast. We are out. <laughs>